to welcome y'all to Secrets from the South. I'm your friend Scotty Ray along with my co-host Terry. Now you'll quickly catch on that we don't sound like the man on the 6 o'clock news. We talk a little slower and we've got a southern drawl. But nonetheless, we've got a great podcast lined up just for you. We'll bring you some interesting stories. They're sometimes crazy and a little unbelievable. But it would be just plain impolite not to share them. So get yourself comfortable. Find some Southern charm and a glass of iced tea and enjoy. And welcome back to another episode of Secrets from the South. So how good are you at keeping a secret? Could you keep it a week, two weeks, or maybe your entire life? I hope you'll enjoy this week's episode titled, Now You See Me, Now You Don't. So have you ever heard the term on the lamb? I have. Yeah, Are I, you on the lamb? I'm not, but I'm trying to get high on the hog. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's two separate things. It could be. But, you know, you see stories, and there's plenty of movies about people that do something, and whether well, they go to Mexico, they change their name, they come back, or maybe they just move a block down there or across town, and they're never heard of or seen of again. You know, I think that happens more than we realize it does. But what is shockingly, could you really get away with it in today's world? The technology that we have. You know, of course, Facebook announced that they're going to be changing things about that facial recognition because they got into a a lot of people didn't like it. But cameras, even Facebook at one point was doing that to where if somebody took a picture of you in a crowd, it would name you if they posted it to their timeline. Well, I think that in China, in some of their airports... When you come off of a plane, they have identified who you are. And it's not because of the disguise. Again, like you said, it's the technology. Well, so I don't know how you, you know, how, how do, if you were going to escape in China, which by the way, it's one of the places that they list, if you're going to be a fugitive, certain places in China would be a great right. place for you to go and hide. But if you happen to go into a major airport in China and think that you're not going to be recognized, that might spoil your decision to, as you say, on the lamb, go to China and and kind of camp out there for a couple of years. Now, this also goes with this, so I'm going to give all criminals a hint here. This okay. is just a little warning for you. Same thing as China. If you're on the lamb and you're trying to stay hid and you've changed your name, you got some great fake identity, do not go into a casino. The moment that you walk in, it's probably 35, 40 cameras that scan you from your eyeballs to your face they check for everything for tattoos, and it goes through a database to see if you're a criminal before you walk in there. Well, I think that you're assuming that somebody's going to be dumb enough or bold enough to go in hiding. To me, if I think that I've done something or I'm accused of something or I don't think I'm going to get a fair shake and they're going to find me guilty and I'm really not or whatever, and I make that decision that I'm going to have to leave because basically, think about it, Scott. You got to leave everybody you know. They're going to be smart enough that if they're pursuing you, that they're going to be tapping into your phones. They're going to check to see if are you reaching out to mom and dad or your family members, your friends. So all of that has to go. I mean, that's a hard decision to say I'm going to leave all that behind. But let's say that you make that decision and you do that because there are some people out there that care nothing about their family. Let's just face oh, it. They're, they're, oh, they're only about themselves. They leave and go somewhere. Well. Wouldn't you want to keep a low profile instead of I would a, think so. 
But I want to point this out because you brought up a whole new thing as you were talking there. It hit me as you were talking about of just disappearing. If Did you ever watch Breaking Bad? Yeah. All right. Walter White, if you remember there at the end, has paid all that money where you disappear. And he gets to the bus stop, and I forget what it costs. And you pay this person, and you become somebody else. You can never go back. And he backs out at the last second. But the attorney, which becomes that TV show Better Call Saul, right, has exactly. to do that. Right. And everything. And the beginning of the show is so sad. He's wor- he, You know, he was a great attorney, and he's working in a donut shop. He is. And that opening, you, you feel his sorrow, his sadness of where he wants to be what he was, but he can't be. Oh, that'd be awful, Terry. Well, I think for somebody, the other character who's getting there and getting ready to pay some money and assume this whole new identity is that takes, again, I think it takes a special individual that could actually carry that out. Don't you think that after a while you'd be tempted to call your family? Yeah. Just to check in and see. And if somebody is sick or, heaven forbid, one of your family members dies, you can't attend that funeral. No, you can't. I don't think that you and I, let's just hope that we're never find out, you know, hey, Scotty, raise on the lamb. I mean, <laughs> let's hope that we never have to go down that path. But there are people that do. And you ever heard that phrase, they're hidden in plain sight? Yeah. Yeah. I and have. they truly are. Wasn't that a TV show also? A, a title of a TV? I yeah, think, I think it was. so. Yeah. I've never watched it, but I heard that was a pretty good show. But this goes with this week's topic, as you, as you hinted up as somebody that did this. 1969, that would be 50, almost 53 years ago. It's 52, knocking on 53. And this kind of, you've been around a lot of banks in your life. Yeah. Well, I mean, here recently, I guess so. But a bank teller decides that there's a lot of cash here. I want some of this for myself. And he tells his coworkers that, hey, this would be easy to steal from. No one pays it any attention. Well, he doesn't come in to work on a Monday. And they notice that, well, there's $215,000 missing in 1969. And they would not have noticed it unless... He hadn't showed up. If he if he had come to work, they probably wouldn't even noticed it. Oh yeah, just been business as usual. Because I guess in 1969, the accounting was not like it is now. Well, and the technology is so sophisticated and how it counts money and that sort of thing, where you didn't have that then. The interesting thing about this is this guy vanishes. Now, if you take and we cross reference this because I'm not a great financial wizard, but the mathematics tells us that two hundred fifteen thousand dollars in 1969 is now one point seven million dollars. Wow, I didn't know that. So, what do you do in 1969 with that much money? Well, we may never know what he done with it, but we do know this: he blew it all. Now, can you imagine on top of Which I of think this, most people would. Most people get a lot of money. I mean, it's like somebody go. that wins the lottery, well, and they win millions, and they they don't know how to manage. They may be able to manage the money that they've been making, but when they come into that kind of money, they have no clue. And so they just, in their mind, it's just this endless pit, and at the end of the day, the rainbow's gone. And you're left with nothing. And that's what happened to this guy. But he he's good. It, it To get away with something, I've always heard it. Two's a crowd. What's that thing of if you tell a secret, it's not a secret? Right. And apparently, he never told anything. And, and I'll give you the ending of this, and then we'll look at it a little bit. Up until his dying breath, he never told it. He calls his wife in when he's done. He's got cancer. Maybe three weeks to live. And with a day or so of himself dying, he tells her what he did. He had an assumed name. She had no idea that he was a criminal or that that was not his real name, nor did his children. 
Can you imagine living that way all your life? Well, think about the serial killers that they have just recently captured that went on and had families and or had families while they were a serial killer. They are able to compartmentalize what they did in the past or what they're currently doing and separate that from their family life. Right. I'll be the first to tell you, I do not have a poker face. Do you think you do? I mean, do you no. think that Angie would be able to, would pick up on everything that you're guilty of doing or thinking about doing or whatever? Or would she say, I had no idea that Scotty was doing that? Couldn't pull it off. Now, this guy lived in Ohio and all he was was a bank teller. It wasn't like he was way up in the bank and he was a, uh, a bank president walks out with the money. He's just a teller that slips in there into the vault takes a brown paper bag like his lunch bag and crams. Now, $215,000, that has to be a pretty good little bag, doesn't it? You wouldn't put it in just a small... Well, he obviously brought him a big lunch bag. It's kind of like a Johnny Cash thing here, one piece at a time. But he walks out with it undetected there. And he ends up, like I said, blowing the money. And he ends up having to get a job. And he sells luxury cars for a living and is also a pro golfer. A pro golfer? Yeah, he was an instructor, a pro golf instructor. Well, he had wow. to have made decent money just being probably a golf pro. Yeah, I don't, I, I'd never been around that's golfers. Why, that's why, have you ever said that you hear people talking and it's like, and they'll talk about somebody they knew or somebody they met, and then they uncover this past life that this person had. Have you ever thought about our interactions, our daily interactions that we have each and every day? There are people that we pass on the street. There are people that we go to church with, that we work with, whatever, that we truly don't know. Correct. We only know what they offer for us to know. Isn't it weird that you could be in a store and look around and go, okay, but there's the potential that there's one or two people in here that have a criminal past. It, it really just went ding-dong in my head there because we've talked about this movie a little bit before. The movie Mel Gibson was in to where he dropped that electric blow dryer and it turned him into where he could hear women's oh, thoughts. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And do you remember the little girl that worked in the office there who he passed every day and paid no attention? Yeah, yeah, and she was really... Uh, An emotional Yeah, I mean, that. she was like very, very deeply depressed. Right, and he ends up saving her because he could hear her thoughts. Right. Imagine if you could hear thoughts of the people that you really don't notice what could you do to help mankind I think you would be overwhelmed i think I, you'd I, be overwhelmed with trying to either you turn into the biggest gossip person there was because right. you'd find out all kind of information that you probably didn't need to know or you would feel a sense of obligation if you were any kind of decent human being that you would feel some sense of obligation and how can I help these people? Because you know something that they don't know that you know. And, and that just popped in my mind. But, you know, I know that's a little off story based what we're talking here. But as you pointed out, you pass by a lot of people each day that you just don't well, pay attention to. I mean, to. you think about there's an article that was written and I think this was published in 2014. So, Scotty, keep in mind where we would be today. But this was this article was published in. October the 21st in 2014, and it's going basically saying that back in that time, there's estimated of 186,873 cases where there are fugitives that have been reported by the FBI. And it was saying that of those cases, police indicated that they would not spend the time nor the money to retrieve the fugitive from another state or a process that we know as today as extradition. And it said that that's true even if the fugitives are just 
across a bridge in the state next door. And another 78,878 felon uh, suspects won't be extradited from any place but neighboring states. Now, you take all of those stats, and I hate to sound negative. I always want to be optimistic, but I would grant you that that number still is as high today as it was as 2014, if not higher. Would you agree? I'm going to go higher with our current stats. Yeah, and if we had current stats, I would would say what they were. I, I just didn't run across any. But knowing that number... Think about that. They're all dispersed all over the U.S. And maybe they're in more metropolitan cities than there are in little pot-up towns. But there's something to be said about kind of hanging out in a pot-up town with yeah, Andy, you know, Andy Griffith and Barney Five. Who's going to discover you? Yeah, ain't many people want to. And pass it doesn't through. sound like that of those that are walking this earth that the police even care. Or have the time or the means to even go after them. I think you just struck on something. Now that we've had seen police forces and dozens of police retire, and these cities that are cutting back in their police department, you can almost get away with just whatever you want. And that's what scares me the worst of this. What are we going into, Terry? What is it that we don't see that's going to be like in 20 years from now? I guess they have to pick and choose probably place a priority on well, which things they go after first because if it's just little petty crimes yeah they and, say, don't call 911 because we can't come well i mean how many times do you hear people say that they've and this is no knock at law enforcement again i think there's a shortage and i think that they have to make sure that we're going after the things that are really meaningful meaning if it's heaven forbid a murder if yeah. it is i don't know something like that that's where they're focusing on and so People are saying they're calling their local law enforcement only to be told, well, what do you want us to do about it? And they're saying, well, I just got broke in. Or, and they'll go at it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they won't come to their house. I'm not saying that but they won't take But these larger cities, they, they can't. They don't have the manpower now. I know. And so criminals know this. It's the shoplifting now. You know, $1,000 or less. They just walk into a store, wave at them and steal it and walk out. What are they going to do? we got to put a stop to this, and I don't know the answer. I wish I did. That's one of those things that keeps me up at night. I think it's going to keep you up at night for a while. But it does make you wonder how many people are out there that have really, like, this was one bank robber. You know he's not the only one that has robbed a bank that is living in someone's hometown that probably goes to church with this person on Sunday, probably might even be a deacon in the church, might even be... An upstanding guy or gal, but has a past in another state. This also brings to mind the the most famous bank robbery or robbery of any time was the the DB thing. Remember the guy that jumped out of the airplane with all the money? DB Sweeney or something? Yeah. Yeah, That's never been found. Now, they got speculations, but nothing, nada. He chose a, he either died or got a new identity and never was heard of again. So let me tell you this, let me, or let me ask this. Who do you think would be better in hiding? Do you think it would be a guy or a female? Well, that's tough because uh, women a lot of times are better than a man at pulling things off. Well, that's true because we've been pulling the wool on you guys for I years. Know. I know. So I'm not, I'm not discounting a woman at all. Well, and I appreciate that. Here's the, the flip side of that. Us women, and I'm not saying I don't want men to take this the wrong way. But we got to reach out to somebody. You know, a guy can, he has those kind of survival skills when it comes to 
I don't have to have tell my buddy my deepest thoughts. I don't have to tell my buddy what's on my mind because we've, for lack of, I, I don't know, we've taught our kids, especially boys, put your big boy boots on and tough it out. Right. You know what I'm saying? And they've learned how to adapt and adjust. Us women, now we got to be telling somebody. <laughs> so if I do something and I know i got to skip town, I mean, you just think that that's awful hard if you're leaving friends and family behind that you don't it takes, reach back out to them. And I'm not saying ease. it's not hard on a guy, but I'm telling you, I think it would. I, from, I'm just saying from my perspective, but I think it would be difficult. Think of the people that have to go into the witness protection program. Now, you're not supposed to have any contact with anybody in your previous life whatsoever. And we saw a few weeks back in the headlines to where the, uh, the drug dealer who had told on the other drug dealers, got capped in a large city because they figured out who he was. All because he made a phone call he shouldn't. Don't ever I, if I know, you I mean, have that, to do that. That takes a huge amount of discipline. So you're erased. Basically, everything about you is gone. Could you do it? I guess if the if you're scared enough and the crime that you've done or whatever you're running from is bad enough, you know, and I'm sure that there's there's people that have had people in their uh, spouse that they felt was going to hurt them in a very bad way that have skipped town, changed oh, yeah. their name. I mean, I'm yeah. sure that's happened. Oh, oh, yeah, you know it is. Would you ever get comfortable enough to start living again? I mean, apparently this guy did. I mean, he lived He's, as a golf pro and sold luxury vehicles. He was good at what he done. And was married. Yeah. And had a whole different life than when he was robbing the bank that he used to work at. So I don't know, Scotty. I just... I don't know if I'd be cut out for it. Do you think you would be? I definitely couldn't do it. I am not that guy that could walk away. I'm just, you know me, I'm bubbly, and i got to talk to a fence post if it's around. And so I'd give myself up in no time flat. But this guy was able to pull it off, and I was reading the end of that article there. I glanced over it as we were sitting here when you were talking. And the guy that was chasing him, you always hear the cop who never gives up. Well, he died like six months before this guy did, the one that was charged of the case trying yeah. to crack it. He never solved it. So he passed away, never knowing. And that makes you wonder, how many unsolved cases are there? You know, there's a bunch. And that's why you got all these cold cases and whatever else. But to know that, and some people had have plans. Like, some people have to skip town, and they can't really think out a plan. It's just get in a vehicle and get on an interstate and go. And then there are others, they have methodically oh, yeah. thought out this escape plan. In fact, they probably have two or three. So if that, one kind of goes haywire, they have a backup plan. That's the guy you don't cut off in traffic because he will come find you later and make you miserable. Well, I, I, I'm telling you. So uh, <laughs> I think for you and I, we better stay on the up and up because I don't think it's in our future to hit the road and be a fugitive. I just don't think we have it in us. Do you, Scotty? Not at all. One thing's for sure, I'd never get away with a crime like any of these. Maybe it's that I'm a homeboy, or my mama raised me a little better than that. So why do people flee? Why do they run? Well, the answer to that is pretty simple. After talking to tons of police officers that have dealt with people that have done crimes, it's one reason that people run. It's fear. They don't want to go to jail. And it keeps those on the run. 
We hope you enjoyed our podcast and will continue to listen more. We promise to provide stories that intrigue you, provide a little humor, reflect our heritage and culture, whether it's strange and alarming. Please leave us a review and let us know how we're doing. Let us know whether you liked or disliked. Do you have a story to share? If so, we'd like to hear from you. Please email us at comments at secretsfromthesouth.com and provide a brief description of your story along with contact information and we'll be in touch. We'd like to say thanks for dropping by. And if you don't mind, tell a friend about us. We sure hope you enjoyed this week's episode. We'll see you back next week here at Secrets from the South.